Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before started from the very beginning. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about season 18, episodes 8, 9, 10, and 11. A lot. A lot. I have a quick, uh, not really like a game, kind of, I don't know, for you that I found on, somebody posted on Reddit, which they posted this chart of things and said, you're if you're in charge of a new season of Survivor and you have $20 to build your dream season, what do you pick? And they have like $1, $2, $3, $4, $5 options. I saw this. Although I'm going to change the rules of it. To you only have fifteen dollars instead of twenty dollars. Oh I think no! 20, I think twenty is too easy. Uh, so I'm sharing the screen with Patrick while he's thinking about it. We'll do twenty dollars. Well, you only get fifteen. So while he's thinking about it, I'll read off some for listeners because I'm going to ask a follow up question once he makes his choice. So there's one dollar options, which are adding back rites of passage, themed seasons, cast includes recruits and better rewards. The $2 tier is Tribe Swap, Family Visits, Touchy Subjects, and Ponderosa Videos. The $3 is Normal Merge, Auction, Live Reunion, and Reading of the Votes, and Two Tribes. $4 tier is Individual Final Tribal Council Questions, like we're getting in these older seasons. Um, Less Idols and Advantages, No Forced Final Four Fire Making, and a Final Two instead of a Final Three. And then the $5 tier is 39 Days, uh, including the intro, new location, and 90-minute episode. So, Patrick, if you only have $15, what would you choose? Okay. Some of these are silly. Like, some of these I would pay to not be included. Like, Rites of Passage is oh, worthless yeah. to me. I was like, I feel like I don't necessarily feel that way about any of them. But, yeah. Uh, the intro, I don't care about. Okay. I think that I would say... Uh, 90 minute episodes for $5. Okay. I think that's huge. I think that I would say, um, tribe swap for $2. I think that's super underpriced. So I'm taking it and I have $8 left. And I think what I would do with $8 is individual final travel council questions. Mm-hmm. And I want to say a final two, but like, does that also automatically get rid of no forced final four fire making like you can't do forced final four fire making in a final two right um i mean you could or maybe i guess it would just become a final three fire making oh yeah that's true i think that i would do a final two okay cool cool like with it. 20 it was like essentially all of that plus the 39 days yeah it was difficult to cut 39 days but i was like i think that i I don't think I can do 90 minute episodes and 39 days and then only have $5 for everything else. So, yeah, I think I, it's tough. Like some of these, I really like the individual final tribal council questions is huge. Like I do like that a lot Um, more than like the discussion based final tribal they have now. Um, I think I would go 39 days and 90 minute episodes and so that's $10. And then I would go maybe individual final travel council questions and better rewards. So like the reward trips and stuff mm. they used to do something like that. There's lots of good ones here. So then my f- follow-up question to you is going to be 
if you have to pick one from every row. So you get $15, but you have to do like a five, four, three, two, one. Uh, 90 minute episodes, individual final travel console questions. Um, three is hard because it's, I would either do auction or two tribes. I really like both of those. I think I'd do two tribes. Uh, with $2, I would do the tribe swap. And with $1, I would do better rewards. I feel like themed seasons would be fun, but we haven't really seen that a lot. Um, so like, I don't really know what themed seasons are like, because from my understanding, that is like the millennials versus Gen X or the heroes, hustlers, Hondas, uh, <laughs> whatever the other H is. Uh, Healers. Or yeah, David versus Goliath or whatever. Like those are the themes, but we haven't really seen those themes yet. So I don't really know what that means. So I think on the $1, I would probably say better rewards. Yeah, I didn't think about that as the themed seasons. For whatever reason, I was thinking like pirate themed, like season seven was or something. But Oh, yeah, that's fair. But it's hard to do that sort of theme if you're sticking to Fiji all the time. And I have no problem with them just staying in Fiji. Just production wise, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I... I agree with that. Like, I like having the new locations, but it, it doesn't bother me that much. Like, some people on Reddit are, like, you know, really hate that they never go anywhere else. And I'm like, I totally don't. I don't think that the benefit outweighs the wild amount of extra planning and craziness that it must have to, that, like, production must do yeah, for a I new location every time. I, like, feel like I haven't thought about it for a while, and but... We're talking about wherever we are now, uh, Token Sheens, and our next season is Samoa. And I, when I, I started the first episode of Samoa, and I was like, I cannot believe they did two locations a year. Like yeah. that had to be like just mass chaos of like trying to plan all of that. Like not like I could see them if they wanted to do new locations, like go back, like leave Fiji. Nowadays they would. Uh, at minimum, they would do like both seasons they film like in a year at the same place. They'd be like the fall and spring. And I think they did like they do do that sometimes. Like uh, season seven, Pearl Islands is like in the Pearl Islands of Panama, but season eight, All Stars was also in that same location. Uh, and from yeah. my understanding, like season twenty, Heroes vs Villains is also in Samoa. I'm pretty sure, okay. which is season nineteen. So I gotcha. think that they did do that at times, but in like. Uh, Micronesia was actually filmed in the same place as Palau, which was like a couple years later, but they probably kind of knew what they were doing there and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So listeners, if you have thoughts towards, uh, what you would like to be in your dream season, email us at travel console podcast at gmail.com. Let us know, but we should probably get into talking about these episodes because we have a lot to talk about with token. Yeah. Um, we start off after Sydney was eliminated last time with Jalapal just feeling pretty low because they're down to four people. Um, coach does some morning meditation. He says that he's been bottling up a lot of little things that annoy him. Um, he's given people massages. He apparently claims to have started the whole samurai thing. Yeah. Which is a wild, wild, wild statement. Mm hmm. Um, and also oh, that was Tim Beer's stuff on Jalapau. Joe's leg is in really bad shape. It's very swollen and hot and infected. Um, and we get a merge feast 
as they all get new green buffs and decide on a new team name, Forza, which means strength in Portuguese. Um, yeah, so we get a little bit of time at their merged camp, which is at Timbira. Um, Brendan and JT want to do some shelter rebuilding. Coach bonds with JT through while they're fishing um, and learns that, or JT tells Coach that he thinks Brendan has an idol, which Coach then shares with Tyson. Um, and Coach proposes that they could ally with Steven and JT and Debbie. And Coach says that Brendan is the head of the dragon that they should cut off. Um, and Tyson also wants to talk with Steven to try to get them here. And I cannot understate how many times Coach mentions dragons or dragon heads or slaying the dragon. If this was a drinking game where you to take a shot every time Coach says dragon, you would be dead in like two episodes. And like, I thought the same thing. It was a little bit like, did I miss something? Like, did Brendan call himself a dragon? Why is, why, why is it a dragon? Like, it's not thematically appropriate for token genes. Why dragon? No, I don't know. But it has become like Coach's thing. Like, outside of after this season, he is like known as Coach the Dragon Slayer, apparently. Well, is he known by other people as a Dragon Slayer? Because he. Listen, he doesn't call himself this. People call him this. Okay. Yes, everyone's calling him the Dragon Slayer. No one ever calls him the Dragon Slayer except for himself. Um, Yeah. He has, oh, I swear. Yeah, there's like a book that he has out that goes has that as part of the name too. I this is a little bit validating for me because I feel I had seen a lot more of the show when we recorded our last couple episodes, and I feel like I was like very anti-coach, and I feel like you have come around on being anti-coach. Yeah, I still do say after having finished the season, he does do very very little lying. He does play a pretty honest game. He's just obnoxious. Um, yeah, he has a book called No Turning Back, The South American Expedition of a Dragon Slayer. Oh, and yeah, we need to talk about that in a few episodes. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, so that's where the Dragon Slayer stuff begins with the name of the episode is the Dragon Slayer. Um, we go to the next day, some more time around camp, Tyson and JT fishing together and kind of building up a bond. Um, Taj is worried that her exile I Island Alliance is not still a thing, which, uh, because Brendan's just not talking to her. Right. Um, and yeah, it hasn't like, yeah, it hasn't been mentioned for a while. So I also was like, yeah, I don't think that's still a thing. Um, Joe and Aaron are talking. He shows her where the idol is supposed to be, but it's empty. So they assume that Brendan or Sierra have an idol. And we head into the immunity challenge. No reward challenge this week because of the merge. Um, the immunity challenge, they have to hold on to a pole for as long as possible where there's some foot and hand grooves. Um, We've seen this challenge a bunch, including just in season 45. Yeah. At one point during the challenge, Steven says, I got a lot of limbs here, Jeff. And somebody else is like, more than the rest of us? Which was good. <laughs> Um, Steven's out first, uh, and then Joe, Jeff notices Joe's infected leg. Um, Brendan, Taj drop, Aaron drops, 20 minutes in. Then JT, Coach Sierra drop, 30 minutes in. Debbie finally drops, and Tyson wins immunity. Jeff asks Joe to stay and have medical look at his leg. Joe wants to set, stay and will only leave if they, like, say he could lose his leg. 
um i was somewhat i wonder if he like actually kind of wanted to leave because he definitely could have like had his leg wrapped up and then jeff wouldn't have even noticed it uh i don't think jeff was actually noticing it for the first time like Mm -hmm. i think that it was being complained about at camp it was being discussed at camp jeff for sure knew ahead of time yeah that's fair that makes a lot more sense because i was uh just like the him like asking like do you want to stay do you want to go and i was like i don't think that should be up to him i think production should be like hey you need to leave and preserve yourself um i I agree with that time back at camp um tyson suggests to his non-alliance that they go for joe or jt they're leaning jt um tyson thinks he can bring aaron into their alliance for this one vote not like permanently but just like as a number here um steven tries to get taj in on this vote too um so there's like uh some like alliance talk building up towards this vote and then ultimately um jeff shows up with his hair slicked back from the rain and tells everybody that joe is medically evacuated um, and there was some disappointment from people here because they were hoping to blindside Brendan since they were pretty sure Brendan had an idol. And this was uh, have to wait a little bit of like a weird episode because like there was so long that happened after Joe was like held back with medical that I was like, clearly he's going to get evacuated. Mm-hmm. But there was also so much strategy talk about the vote that I was like. But maybe they're also going to do a vote? Like, this is confusing. Mm. Um, and they ended up not doing the vote. But uh, there was, like, just a lot of strategy talk. Um, yeah, I think it's almost just, like, a two-parter because the, all that strategy talk, like, factors applies into the next, to the episode. next episode. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But uh, it was, like, real difficult to watch because I've really liked, like, Taj and Steven and JT. And they're coming into this merge four to six. Like, I was like, oh, they're just going to get picked off. And then this episode is like, oh, actually, uh, the other tribe wants to kind of, like, eat themselves and, Mm -hmm. like, save them a little bit. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then Joe left, which makes it down three to six. And I was like, oh, shit, this is really bad. And also, maybe this plan is going to fall apart. So I was, like, really on the edge of my seat going into the next episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we head into the next episode, um, which starts the night of what would have been Tribal Council sitting around the fire, coach telling fireside stories, where he tells a lengthy story about he how he once got kidnapped and beaten by indigenous people in the Amazon. Um, and, and broke free and escaped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan doesn't buy the story and worries that if he's lying about this, he could lie about anything. Um, to be fair... Next- no one buys this story. It like Brendan gets a confessional about it. Everyone hey. is like, "What the fuck, coach?" Hey, by the reunion, Jeff claims to believe it because Coach comes with lie detector evidence that it's real. Yeah, uh huh. That is what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, Coach is practicing some ancient Tibetan moves the next day. Says that. Uh, if you Google it, you won't even find it. It's only passed down verbally, uh, which uh, in 2022, Coach tweeted the premise of Chan Ron, and he tweets out the premise of this meditation method. Uh, so I guess maybe tweets are the modern 
passing things down verbally. Uh, yeah, I feel like that counts. You can't Google, Google Twitter, Chris. I did Google this, and you can find information about it. Tell me again about how he doesn't lie, Chris. Well, this episode aired over a decade ago, and so maybe it wasn't Googleable then. Maybe. Most of the results were like referring to coach here. Uh, a different spelling of it seems to be like what the real thing is, and what coach is doing is kind of like a, a variation. Bastardization of it. <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. Uh, we go to the reward challenge where they split up into teams of three. They have to toss a metal ball to break other teams' tiles, where the reward is a whitewater rafting trip and picnic. And they'll get to send somebody to Exile Island. Um, yeah. The, I was like, immediately, when Jeff was describing this, I was like, man, whitewater rafting sounds very fun. Not when I have been, like, starved and am tired and trying to conserve all of my energy. Like, that's going to be an exhausting reward. Yeah, but they get food also. Sure. But, like, I'm still, like, true. I would be so tired. Yeah, but, like, how often do you get a chance to whitewater raft down an Amazonian river? No, I mean, I, again, think that it would be very fun, but was also just, it's like, hey, let's go work out as a reward. Yeah. Um. So the black team wins this, which is Debbie, Brendan, and JT. Much true coach's chagrin. He's not happy about not winning these cool experiences, um, which is somewhat surprising because for somebody who's done everything, he didn't, he hasn't done this. Yeah. Um, he has thrown balls exactly like this before, though, apparently. Yes. Well, he said that after already having taken a round. So he, it is true. He has done it before. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess they, technically you're right. Yeah. They choose to send Steven to exile, and Coach says, be the wizard, Steven. Be the wizard. Is this the first time he's called Steven the wizard, or have I just missed it? Because this does not go away. No, okay. I am so glad you mentioned this, because I did not catch him calling Steven a wizard here, but then I feel like it keeps happening, and I was like, when did this happen? And it, it's less that Coach calls Steven a wizard later on. It is that Steven talks about Coach referring to him as a wizard and i was like that's never happened steven apparently it did and i totally missed it here but i was like like steven talks about being the wizard to coach's dragon slayer and i was like what the fuck is this about steven yeah. are you falling into this whole thing uh but he must be referencing this quote that i totally missed yeah this is the first time i have it in my notes so this might be the first time that we see it but he also maybe says it says it kind of in a way that like Maybe it's just been cut out, but he's referred to Stephen as the wizard before. Um, we get a little bit of time on Exile Island. Um, most of the Exile Island stuff from, well, I guess except for when Coach goes, which we'll talk about. But it's mostly like they go and they're like, maybe there's new idols. Nope. Same clue to the same idol that we already <laughs> all know about. This is too early in the world of idols that they are not adding in like multiple, multiple, multiple idols like they do in modern day season. Um, Stephen does get to practice fire making. It takes him a couple hours, but he finally gets it built. Um, they, I feel like the season shows so much stuff with fire making that I thought it was going to be a thing later in the season, and then it wasn't. Yeah, agreed. The it does this in a couple ways. Uh, slight spoiler, but like the idols just never get played and never used. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk about idols. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That the idols. I feel like there was something else. I don't remember what it was, but. There's an aspect of how things played out this season that made it feel like they were 
editing as they went rather than at the end like current like in modern day seasons of survivor they have wrapped the season before they edit the season and so like they can see the storyline or like include a storyline kind of of different things or know that like hey if this idol's never going to get mentioned or used some stuff we don't even need to include in the edit at all and like this one felt like they were just like editing as it went which feels weird but i almost kind of appreciate because then you can't like get spoiled based off of using like whatever what do they call it edgic yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that's a little bit true at least just because like the the premiere for this was two months after they finished airing or finished filming Mm. like the turnaround on it is much faster than like modern day seasons are uh and so they're like I would bet that at least they did not have the finale done before the premiere, but I would bet that like they've already edited pretty much all of Survivor forty six at this point. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we get some time on the whitewater rafting trip while they're enjoying the rapids and picnic. Um, Brendan says winning to him is a satisfying ending, and that if JT wins, he would be satisfied by that. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yes, uh-huh. I get like hoping your alliance does well or something, but like you're here to win a million dollars or win the game. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but apparently he doesn't care about winning the million dollars. Well, that's good because he doesn't. Um, we get some time at camp. Um, Brendan suggests to Sierra that maybe they ally with Taj and JT and Steven to try to get rid of Coach and Tyson. And he takes this idea to Taj. Um, so we get a little bit of strategy talk before the immunity challenge where they are attached to a rope that is threaded through obstacles and they have to maneuver through those. And then the first three people to do that will move to the final round where they do like the same thing, but on like a three tier, uh, high obstacle course. Um, and I just noted, man, this challenge would suck. Cause it's like some of the aspects of it are like a rope looped around the same bar, like three times. They're just like doing like somersaults over this thing over and over just to like get the thing through it just looked miserable yeah some challenges i though i would love like to the, do like oh i think that i would like this challenge oh, i think I the not. like the vertical obstacle courses all look very fun it's like well, one of my I favorite would, things that they do survivor. i would be medically evacuated due to complications from this challenge i'm sure of it <laughs> yeah. if i made it to the three level high one i would fall on my head because they're doing the same thing, but like 15 feet up in the air. Yeah, I think that sounds super fun. Uh, um, JT Tyson and Brendan get to make it to the like the higher level tier, and Tyson wins immunity. Um, Coach gives a very quick Again. info info dump for us that they plan to split votes and still get rid of Brendan. We get a little bit of time at camp. Uh, Coach says to Steven, the wizard is coming into the man of the mountain. Um, <laughs> just, Listeners, Chris just like shook his head in disbelief. More stuff from Coach. Um, there's talk of how there's like we have this exile alliance we've heard about before for Taj and Steven and JT and or no, not Brendan JT, and Steven, Sierra. Sierra, Taj. Yeah, not JT. Oh, right. Yeah, JT Taj just Steven, got pulled in. Sierra yes. and Brendan. JT got pulled in later by Steven and Taj when he found out about the idol, basically. Right? Yes. 
yeah, so that's the Exile Alliance. Then there's also the Warrior Alliance, which is like Tyson and Coach um, and Steven and Debbie. Um, and so we get like multiple named alliances this season, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so we're there's like talk of split votes, still the Brendan Blind side potentially happening from last episode. We had to travel council. Coach's story, fireside story about getting kidnapped by indigenous people here comes up again. He adds in that the tribe kidnapped him and was thinking about eating his asshole. Um, he claims to have survived through five, six, seven, eight near death experiences, shark, crocodile, other things that I didn't take note of. Coach says his integrity and honesty cannot be questioned. Um, and when he, or no, when Steven votes, he says, this is my wizard lightning shooting you back home. Kapow. So Steven going in on this wizard idea too. And the votes come back. Uh, Brendan getting eliminated four to three to two, which is a votagami. First time that's happened. Yeah. I uh, saw a stat that it's only the third time that a plurality vote has taken someone out. Oh, interesting. That's fun. Um, Sierra and Coach were the other two people that took three votes and two votes. Uh, and we head into the next episode. It's funny when people cry. Um, there's some people the night after Tribal Council who are happy about the Brendan Blind side. Um, Sierra requests that people are congenial the next couple of days because she knows that she's probably the next to go. And she requests a conversation with Coach. Um, she says that she never planned on voting for him. He makes her feel really bad by saying that he's never lied and this was the worst decision she could have made. Um, I People treat Sierra so badly the rest of the season. It makes me feel so bad for her. Totally agreed. I don't understand like why they hate her so much. Yeah, it's like really bad. Um, we go the next day. Sierra says that she thought Brendan was powerful because of his idol. Um, Tyson says the most powerful thing is friends. Which is just Tyson being a dick, because uh, I think that it, he probably thinks that is partially true, but he would also gladly take an idol, I'm sure. Right, and also, like, Sierra was friends with Brendan, so, like... Right. Uh-huh. Uh, Tyson tells Sierra that he doesn't think she was the mastermind behind the vote, and because she's not smart enough to do that. So, uh, continued being mean to Sierra... They, we go to the reward challenge where they are in two teams of four. They have to race to collect four puzzle boards and then put them in the correct spots until all the holes in the boards line up, revealing seven vowels. And they have to combine those with consonants to form a four-word phrase. And the reward is some local entertainment and food. Um, and the red team for this wins, which is Debbie, Tyson, JT, and Aaron. They send Steven to exile. Um, again. Or Steven. Again. Yes, but this was also JT does this strategically, hoping that Steven can find out idle information in case there's like a new idol, which there isn't. Um, Jeff uh, throws some shade at Coach by mentioning that all of his life experiences is not helping him win any challenges. So that was fun because it's nice when uh, it's nice to see Jeff also not like Coach or be annoyed by him. Oh, yeah. Jeff's relationship with Coach throughout the season is fascinating to me because, like, I think that he does not really like him, but also knows that he's, like, good TV. Yeah. And so he, like, actively tries to get Coach to say wild things while also being annoyed by it, I think. Mm-hmm. 
we get some time with a f- with their feast and dancing. Aaron throws up from eating too much food and dancing around. Uh, a little bit of time on Exile Island with Steven, where he just gets the same old clue information. And some time back at camp, where they continue giving Sierra a lot of shit and guilt for being part of a different alliance. Um, Sierra tells Coach that given another chance, she would like to prove she can be loyal. She feels genuinely bad for having hurt people. Coach <laughs> Coach says, I'd like to give you a second chance, but I'm not going to. And I was like, but you, <laughs> if you want to, you, but you would like, like to. <laughs> you're yeah. in control of this, Coach. Um, Coach says a samurai warrior would fall on their own sword. Um, and he admits that he wouldn't rather Aaron be here than Sierra, but she made her own bed. And I'm like, Coach, you said you want to give her a second chance. You'd rather her be here than Aaron. Like, you can control this. Um, I did appreciate Sierra did a really good job of, like, fighting for herself here. Um which with everybody being like a ass to her, I could see it e- like easy to just like shut down, but she does a really good job of like continuing to fight and defend herself. Or she also does grovel. She does this in a conversation <clears throat> with coach where she's like, you would want me to fight for myself. Like this mm-hmm. is like, you would be upset with me if I was not fighting for this. Don't be pissed at me for this conversation when like you would be pissed at me if I was not fighting. Right. If I gave up. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a very fascinating point. It is very much like using coach against himself. Mm-hmm. Listen, he would like to help her. He just can't. Of course. We go to the immunity challenge where it's pouring down rain. Um, a lot of the challenges as the season goes on, it's pouring down rain. Like it seems like it starts up as they start the challenge, which is another reason why maybe they might like Fiji because I feel like there's a lot less of doing challenges in the rain there than there is in like different locations like yes yeah. that might be time uh, of year too though that's true they play shuffleboard on this huge topographical map aiming for an x uh this Which game board was like... is super cool but had to have taken forever to build for like a half hour challenge oh and also playing shuffleboard in the rain that seems mm-hmm. impossible yeah yeah there's like huge puddles on the board um, but they do get the option to skip the challenge and eat pizza instead if they want. And so Coach Steven and JT choose to eat instead of competing. There are some uh, really great shots of them eating pizza. And like Steven specifically is just like eating pizza as fast as he can while he is shivering in the rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I was like, that seems both like euphoric and miserable at the same time. Which they, like, eventually get under an umbrella, but I think because of how heavy the rain is or just whenever they got under it, they just looked soaked, and the pizza looks soaked, and it just, it looks not good. Yeah, it's real wild. Um, Yeah, Sierra gets closest to the X at one point, but then on Debbie's last throw, she knocks her out and takes the win. So Debbie gets immunity, which at that point I was like, oh, I felt so bad because I wanted Sierra to be able to stick around and... Uh, shove it to the people that have been asked to her, which she does get her chance to stick around longer. Um, we get some time at camp uh, with just general strategy talk. Um, basically, like, is it going to be Sierra or there's some people that are worried about Tyson going on a challenge run since he won a couple challenges already. And we go to tribal council where Tyson says he feels pretty comfortable and goes home five to three. Yeah. Uh, JT, Steven, and Taj voted against him and get Aaron and Sierra to join in so that they take out a challenge threat. Mm-hmm. 
which we were, I think mentioned maybe before the merge that we hadn't fully seen Tyson, like his challenge prowess shine. But then when we got to the individual, immune, the individual ones, we saw it happen, like where he was doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we head into the last episode we're going to talk about this week. They both went to bananas. Um, JT tells coach after tribal council that he left him out of the vote because he didn't want to have to have him go against his word. Um, and Debbie and coach both say they appreciate not being told. And they actually like seem to genuinely think that it wasn't just like they were just like saving face. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. The next day at camp, um, Debbie, Steve and JT talk about next moves. Um, they're thinking Sierra and Aaron. And they talk about how Debbie, Stephen, JT, and Coach could be the final four. Um, here, Debbie tells Coach that she is upset by the blind side. Um, and they think maybe an alliance with Sierra and Aaron could be an uh, interesting option. We Which go... would be getting together the uh, original, their original tribe. Uh, not Jalapal. What what's it called? Timbira. Timbira, Timbira, getting the Timbiras back together, basically. Right. Yeah, because at this point, they went into the merge with Jalapal at four. Or, yeah, four. four but then Timbira Joe got medevaced, so three. Right. So it was like three, six, and then Brendan and Tyson were the next two to go. So now it's technically three, four by the numbers um, with Timbira still with an edge if they were to stick with their numbers. What? Uh, why do you say technically? Like, I... I agree with you that Timbir isn't really sticking with numbers, but I think Jolip Power is strong. Like JT7 yeah. and Taj are strong together. Right. Yeah. So it's just because of the, like, Sierra isn't like a Timbira strong sort of person. She's just like looking for sticking around, basically. Gotcha. Um, Neither is Coach, to be fair. Like, Coach would weigh the other side with JT and Steven than Sierra mm -hmm. and Aaron. Yeah. Uh, we go to the reward challenge where they we've seen stuff like this before. They have to answer questions privately and then vote on the majority, which they think was the majority vote, and then get to chop people's ropes, three chops, and you're out. And the reward is a trip to a natural spring and a home-cooked Brazilian feast from a local family. Um, and these questions we learn, who has not lived up to their potential is coach, who would squander the million dollars, the quickest and who is the most likely to stab you in the back and who is the least like who would you least like to see win the game those were all sierra which is not great for her who would never survive on their own that was debbie and who would you trust with your life is jt um and after all of this steven ends up winning and sending aaron to exile and he takes taj on reward along with jt leaving sierra debbie and coach to go back to camp by themselves or those three of them so we get some time with the reward where they have a traditional feast and they talk a little bit of strategy while in the natural spring talking that maybe sierra could be next um but maybe they keep her and get rid of debbie instead on exile island aaron sees the same idle clues can't get her fire started and so she's just stuck in the rain and cold and we get some spicy stuff at camp of coach debbie and sierra um where sierra's like listen i'm on my own but so are you two and debbie gets real fired up she's like you don't know where we are and she's like listen you two were left out of the vote in the last episode so i think you're maybe on your own and she's like and 
Debbie gets very angry about all of this <clears throat> or angry and like upset. Um, I think partially because mm-hmm. she knows it's true and wants to, doesn't want to believe it. I think she also kind of infantilizes Sierra and is like, don't tell me what to do. Like views her as a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not great either. Yeah. Um, Coach and Debbie go talk to each other. Keep referring to Sierra as stupid. They're hoping that they can still be allied with JT and Steven. Uh, Coach talks to JT to see if Sierra is next. And he says yes. Um, Sierra with Steven says that Debbie and Coach both were went bananas and talking alliances with her. And that's the name of the episode. And Steven and JT not sure whether to, catch, to trust Coach or Sierra, basically. So Sierra is saying that, listen, like, listen. Coach and Debbie were bringing up other people's names, and they're like, no, we weren't. And it's just, who's the, who are they going to trust? Which, at the end of this episode, because it comes up, this is a big thing in, like, Tribal Council, I actually went back to rewatch this whole scene with Coach Debbie and Sierra to see who was telling the truth, and they don't ever actually show us. Like, they leave it out, basically. So we don't actually know what they said. What I, But I believe it to be is that it that basically everybody's kind of right. Like they did mention it, but like can kind of evade it on a technicality of like, not specifically like saying certain words. Yeah. Um, I think essentially that Sierra is correct. Yeah. I think that they like all, all kind of mentioned it and no one wants to take the blame for that basically. Right. Um, We go to the immunity challenge. Where Stephen very sweetly brought a sweater for Aaron to wear when she got back from exile, which was very nice because she came back very cold. Um, and they have to throw grappling hooks to retrieve bags. And then the first three to do this get to navigate a ball through a table maze. Um, I had a question about challenge. This is stuff like this has happened in other challenges before. They all throw for like the closest bag first. Do you think they had to? Because I feel like I would try to throw far. And then in pulling that one back, maybe I would hit some of the other bags and pull them with me. I think that they have to throw in a specific order. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I also noted that it was thundering and lightning during this challenge while they're throwing metal grappling hooks. And I was like, that seems interesting. <laughs> I did not catch that. That is a great point. Um, Coach JT and Debbie make it to the table maze. Uh, JT gets very close in overtaking Coach, but Coach wins immunity. And we get some time finally back at, back at camp where there's more discussion and arguing over who was lying about the conversation from earlier. Uh, at one point, Debbie starts crying and then says, honestly, a lot of it I don't remember, which seems like a convenient way to lie. Yeah, agreed. Uh, um, and at Tribal Council, there's just more general talk, more belittling of Sierra and Sierra gets voted out for 2-1, which is sad to see her go. I'm glad she got to at least be on the jury. Do you know, does she come back for any other seasons? I don't think so. I didn't think so either, which doesn't surprise me. Like, I could see them asking, but I could also see her being like, no, I was treated like shit. I don't want to go back for more Survivor. Right. Um, she did come a long way from being having strep throat at the beginning of the season and powering through. She uh, apparently has a winemaking business now called Reed Wines. Reed is her last name. Um, and she hosted a short-lived New Zealand food and travel show called Harvest. Oh. 
I like food and travel shows. <clears throat> uh, she is married and has a daughter, and they live in Australia. That's not New Zealand. Well, she do- no longer hosts a New Zealand show, so. That's fair. Uh, all right, cool. That ends the episodes that we're going to talk about this week. Um, Patrick, do you have a luxury item for this week? I do. Um, so we have started, our family has started doing uh, Friday night movie nights where we do like a, you know, we watch a movie on a Friday night. Uh, and, but we take turns picking what movie we get to watch. Uh, and so a few weeks ago, Kayla decided to introduce Oliver to Frozen. Um, Oliver is our toddler. Uh, and then when it was Oliver's turn to pick, he wanted to watch, he got quickly obsessed with Frozen and, uh, wanted to watch Frozen 2. And so we've been talking a lot about Frozen, uh, not watching a lot of Frozen. We've only watched it at those times, but we've been listening to a lot of the soundtrack and stuff like that. And man, Frozen is great. Uh, so I'm going to say Frozen, the Frozen franchise, I will say. Um, yeah. I mean, I, people, I think people are mostly familiar with Frozen, but, like, I feel like culturally it was, like, Let It Go was huge. But, like, those movies, if you haven't seen them or if you haven't seen them in a long time, I they're worth a revisit. They're, like, legitimately pretty funny uh, and good movies. Yeah. The Frozen franchise. I think I remember liking the second one more than the first one, actually. I think that I am in that camp also. I really, really like Frozen 2. Have you watched the Olaf shorts of him acting out other Disney movies? Yes. They're excellent. Those are, yeah, those are very good. Which, if you're unaware, that is stems from a bit in Frozen 2 where he reenacts Frozen. Yeah. But um... I do seem to know that, but listeners... That's like the best part of Frozen 2. It's so funny. I am going to recommend a show that I'm in the middle of watching because not all the episodes are out yet, which is called The Trust, A Game of Greed on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I knew that Um, you were watching this. I was curious if it was going to make a recommendation or not. Yeah, the premise of it I find really interesting. Essentially, all it is is I think 11 people start, they go to a house, and like every day or every couple of days, they all sit down to, or they all vote privately on whether they want to kick anybody out of the trust. They never, ever, ever have to kick anybody out of the trust. There's like a set amount of money. I can't, I think it starts at $250,000, but it goes up or down based off of like different things that happen. Um, and so at the end of the show, which this is the first season, they didn't fully say like how long it will go. So I don't know how many like votes that is or whatever but at the end of the show the money that's left in the trust gets split between whoever's still in the trust and so you never have to vote people out you could just everybody every night could just be like now we're good and at the end it just gets split evenly but because of greed that's not what happens and the voting all it takes is a single vote to kick somebody out so like it is it's majority of voters so when they do a voting session, they all like sit around a table and they all go privately vote like survivor style, except it is kind of awkwardly weird. They don't like write it on a piece of paper. They like talk to somebody, the host. And so they just like tell her what they're thinking and then say who they would like to vote out. But then choosing not to vote doesn't count as like a non-vote. It's just like you are abstaining. And so if out of all those 11 people, I go in and I'm the only person who votes, then whoever I said is out. That is terrifying. If there's a tie then that is not a win. And so nobody's out. So like if Patrick and I were to both vote 
and we voted for different people, then nobody's out. It just is oh. a tithe. Nobody's but out. But is it announced that like people got votes? I don't know. That hasn't happened yet. My guess is yes, it would be announced uh, because they do like reveal certain things like that. Um, and then there's also like other things. So like every round they send p- two people into the vault and in the vault, you get a ch- basically like a personal choice or a team choice. So the personal choice might be like, you get an ex, you get $5,000. That is just yours. When you like, you get five, the grand, it's going to be yours, not part of it, but it's taken out of the trust and it's just yours, but you have to vote next round. Oh, interesting. Or alternatively, it'll be like, or we'll add 10,000 into the trust, but you have to take some away somebody's choice to vote. And so you can do like a personal choice or a team choice, but the team choice also like you have to screw somebody over and that like gets very personal. I will say up front that like some of these people are like pretty hard to watch because they're just like mean people. Uh, but there's also some really nice people and I think it like turns around slightly. There's still definitely lots of mean people, but the premise of it with being able to like just kick somebody out with a single vote is I find really interesting. And then it gets into strategy of like, well, I'm almost positive this person's going to vote for somebody. So I'm going to vote to block their vote. So nobody else, so nobody goes like, it's not like I'm trying to get rid of somebody, but I'm going to vote to block them. And uh, it's just a very interesting premise. I think it's only going to be a total of like eight episodes and I think half of them are out right now. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to finish that one. Yeah, that does sound fascinating. I've like seen that on Netflix, but didn't <clears throat> haven't looked into it at all yet. Huh? Okay. Yeah, there's one guy in episode two by episode two that you're definitely going to be like, this guy sucks. He's a real piece of shit, which I still think. But magically in episode three, he like, sets it right with everybody and they're all like yep this guy's cool now like he apologized he's all good and i'm like no that guy still sucks so i hope he doesn't get any money we'll see one we find out somebody is already a millionaire and uh they like want to keep that secret because they're like if anybody finds out then they're not going to want to give me money which i'm like yeah i wouldn't want to give you like like if this gets split between like eight people that's like 30 grand a person i'm like you don't need that money like i know like what people need or like deserve or whatever is a different thing. But this is not like a game like survivor where like winning proves like something to yourself. This is just like hanging out in a house for a couple of weeks. Like, no, if you've got a million dollars already, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's interesting. I recommend it. Uh, listeners, let us know what you've been enjoying on Friday movie night or uh, other shows you've been in watching. Email us at travel console podcast at gmail.com. And for this week of Tribal Council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs>